night tells me to turn it on. Some of you are going, no, no. Thank you. Okay. Got your cards, Mike? Okay. I don't have anything good. I'm going to have you turn to Romans chapter 16. It's a good Christmas text. <laughs> and you'll see why in a minute. The title of tonight is, What Was Kept? What Was Kept? But before the end, I don't think I've read this before. If I had, you've got to forgive me. I'm getting old. Okay. I've been in many places, but I've never been in cahoots. Apparently you can't. What? I'm not sure that I haven't read this before, or what? Never been in cahoots. <laughs> Apparently, you can't go alone. You have to be in cahoots with someone. I've never been incognito. I hear no one recognizes you there. I have, however, been insane. They don't have an airport. You have to be driven there. I have made several trips there, thanks to my children, friends, family, and boss. That one was for Caleb. I would like to go to con yeah. I would like to go to conclusions, but you have to jump, and I'm not too much on physical activity anymore. <laughs> I've been inflexible, but only when it's very important to stand firm. I'm sometimes I'm incapable, and I go there more often as I'm getting older. One of my favorite places to be is in suspense. It really gets the adrenaline flowing and pumping up the old heart. At my age, I need all the stimulus I can get. Okay, not as funny. Welcome to the 21st century. Our phones, wireless. Our cooking, fireless. Our cars, keyless. Our food, fatless. Our tires, tubeless. Dresses are sleeveless. The youth are jobless. The leaders are shameless. Relationships are meaningless. Attitude is careless. Wives are fearless. Babies are fatherless. Feelings are heartless. Education is valueless. Children are mannerless. And everything is becoming less, but still our hopes are endless. Amen. Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 16. Father, we just ask you to give me clarity of thought and of mind. And Father, that which we look at, Father, we can understand that which has been kept and also that which has been revealed for us. And we'll pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 16, starting at verse 24. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him that is able, that is of power, now, now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel in the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. But now is made manifest in by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. 
Amen. And I said, title tonight is, What is Kept? What was kept? And, you know, it speaks of the mystery, kept, secret, and by being made manifest. You know, that's what Christmas is about. A secret that was there in the scriptures for centuries. Being made openly known. Okay? Making that which was kept known. Manifest means open, known, published, broadcast, shared, witnessed to. That's what it is. Okay? And so I want you to understand, I want you to turn now to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. What was kept? And again, the Christmas story starts at verse 9, and it says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, Luke chapter 2. This is the shepherds who were abiding in their fields. Well, verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. You know, people get afraid of anything they don't understand. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, that ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. You know, I've got this weird sense of humor in my, in my mind. You know how you can change things when you read it? It says they found Mary and Joseph, commas, and the babe lying in a manger. How did I read that to you? Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Okay, you're, it scares me, Ben. You and I are the only ones who think that way. Okay. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary did what? Kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. So what do we have? What did she keep? Good tidings, great joy, a Savior being born. Is he your Savior? Amen. Amen. Who is Christ? He's the Messiah, the promised one of the Old Testament, the deliverer of Israel and of all mankind. And Israel didn't understand that about the Messiah. Who is Christ, the Lord? Is he your Lord? Lord is more than boss, Lord is more than master. Okay. It's so much more. He's the Lord. And it says, glory to God, peace. And I've preached to you before, you understand, if you're ever going to truly have peace in your life, no matter what else is going on, you have to have Jesus. 
He is peace. Goodwill toward men. Isn't that neat? That's talking about the good will of God toward men. That's what was kept. What was revealed by the angels to the shepherds. What they stepped in on. and seeing. So, so many times people, they're even fighting putting out the manger scene, right? You can't do that in public discourse anymore. Cities that used to put that out in their Christmas display have had to remove it because it's trying to push religion on someone. No, it's trying to introduce them to the babe in the manger who became the savior of man on the cross. Same one, God who became man. When you keep Christmas season, is it good tidings of great joy toward you, for you? Is it a time of peace or a time of hurt? A time of rejoicing in a relationship with the only one who will never, ever disappoint you? Or is it dwelling on those that are missing in the relationship? God's goodwill towards us. I can't remember the verse. I can't quote it properly. It's in my head and I can't quote it. But basically, when Jenkins in Jeremiah, where God says that he has not something bad for us, but only thoughts of peace towards us. What was kept? What do we keep at this Christmas time? What do we make manifest? What do we make manifest? Do we help others who in one of the most, get them, <laughs> we're getting close to the shortest day of the year, the least sunshine. People suffer from, it's called seasonal disaffective disorder. You know what they need? Good tidings of great joy. Sometimes, like me, you've got to overcome your personality deficiencies to give that to people. But you still can. Look at verse 25 of the same chapter. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this message came out of the fact that I was looking to listen to what child is this. I went to YouTube and I got sorely disappointed at what they'd done to that song with different groups. And I, one of them was almost wrapped out. Okay. Because what child is this who laid the rest? Okay. Okay. And also Mary, did you know? And how much that points to the Savior and tells you who he is and what he's going to do. And how that got messed up. And it made me think of this because there was a group, a Christian church that put out a, a picture and they did everything in type and in story pointing to Simeon and saying what was revealed to him. Okay. 
And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then, he took, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us... Thou, thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes had seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people. What? Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, the child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts be what? What was kept, revealed by God to Simeon, was revealed to Mary. Isn't that amazing? Thy salvation, in verse 31. Hmm? 31, which thou hast prepared a light to the glory of the Gentiles. All that thing coming through there. A light to the Gentiles, the glory of Israel, a child set for the falling and rising again, the thoughts of many hearts revealed. Now, Jump to verse 42, same chapter. He's 12 years old. This is Jesus. And when he is 12 years old, they went up unto Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew it not. (laughs) Parents, you may think you are helicopter parents, but there's going to be times when your kid has been involved, learned something, and you thought you knew everything, and you knew it not. Okay? But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. She's speaking of Joseph. And he said unto them, How is it ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which was spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to, unto them. Doesn't that amaze you? The creator God of the universe. All things were made by him. And there was not anything made that wasn't made by him. And he subjected himself to submission to his mother and father. And he kept all these sayings. Mary, his mother, kept all these sayings in her heart. Set for the fall and rising again in Israel. The thoughts of many hearts revealed. He 
was about his father's business. What was kept, what was revealed, was revealed to the shepherds. It was brought unto his mother. You know, people still today try to say, well, Jesus was a bastard son born of a man. Illegitimate child. No. He's the child of God. The only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What is kept? What was kept? What is to be revealed? The rise and falling again, he's about his father's business. Now I'm going to throw you a ringer. I told, I told Caleb, I'm going to preach a Christmas message. And he came in and I was looking at Daniel chapter 7. So turn there. Now, for the sake of time, I am not going to read the next Daniel chapter 7 through verse 28. Okay? I'm not going to do it for the sake of time. But I want you to know, in Daniel chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, you have three beasts. You have the lion, the bear, and the leopard. They're being revealed. Okay? You want to learn more about them? Look it up. And then go ask Pastor Kinney. In Daniel chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, and it says, After this I saw in the night visions, behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth, and it devoured and brake in pieces and stamped the residue of the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the other beasts that were before it and had ten horns. In another place in Daniel, that's the part of the statue that was iron mixed with clay if you don't understand what that is, ask Pastor Kenny after the service. Verses 9 through 14. Look at them. And I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow. Now, who is the Ancient of Days? Jesus Christ. did sit, whose garment was white as snow. You know what this takes me to? I won't turn there, but you could go look in Revelation. When in Revelation chapter 1, and it speaks of him. Okay? Whose garment was white as snow, and his hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, and his wheels as a burning fire. A fiery stream came forth, stream came forth from before him ten thousands or thousands, thousands, a thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, I beheld even until the beast was slain, and his body destroyed and given to, to the burning flame. And concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. You still see what's going on? 
And I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and kingdom, and all the people, the nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. Like unto the Son of Man. Do you understand? If any man has see, sees the Father, who do they see? The Son declare him. Okay, so you're saying, how can he be the Ancient of Days and also be the Son of Man? How could he be a babe in the manger? Okay. And also be the Savior of the world. You don't have to agree with me on everything, but I want to understand. It says, the Ancient of Days, the Son of Man, look at verse 15. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my... In the midst of my body, you ever felt like that? And the visions of my head troubled me. And I came near to the one that stood, one of them that stood by, and asked the truth, him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me to know the interpretation of these things. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall earth, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were iron and his nails as brass, which devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with his feet, and of the ten horns that were in his head, and were in his head, and of the other which came up, before whom the three fell, even that horn which had eyes and a mouth which spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld in the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Until the what? So who came? So he's the Ancient of Days. He's the Son of Man. But the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High in the time that the saints possessed the kingdom. And thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints, and to them that keep his commandments. Excuse me. Page stuck. Um, Where out the saints of the Most High, and, and think to change times and laws, they shall be given unto his hand until the time and times and dividing of time. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion and consume and destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. That was kept. It's revealed. Do you know the simple statements of Simeon? Do you understand? The simple statements of Anna are referring to prophecy that ties directly to revelation. It had been kept and it was given 
And you think Mary pondered all these things in her heart? I ask you, at Christmas time, you're celebrating the birth of a baby? Or are you celebrating the Lord Jesus Christ? Turn to Luke chapter 9. Do you know it's talked that the passage in Daniel is talking about a horrific time on this earth, isn't he? Aren't you glad the promise of the word of God? Are you going to be physically going through it here? No. Daniel chapter 9, verse 28. And it came to pass about and eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into the mountain and to pray. And I'm not talking about the, what he was talking about as far as a man should keep the whole world and lose his soul. Okay, what advantage does he have? So he's done, he talks to them, he talks about his coming, he talks about what it costs, and he comes to this, and you see him taking these men away with him. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance, verse 29 was altered and his raiment was white and glistening. Well, you mean he had a, a white raiment? He didn't appear to them as gentle Jesus the carpenter. They got to see a little glimpse of Daniel. was white and glistening, and behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias. That's Moses and Elijah, the two witnesses of the book of Revelation, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. They saw him in his glory and it came to pass as they departed from him Peter said unto Jesus master it is good for us to be here and let us make thee three tabernacles one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias not knowing what he said see because at this point he was Peter's master didn't fully understand that he was to be Peter's Lord. And while he yet thus spake, there came a cloud that overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, hear ye him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone, and they kept it close. They kept it what? And told no man in, in those days any of those things which they had seen. You know what they got to see him? They saw him. That's called the Mount of the Transfiguration. They were giving a little picture of the glory of the one who laid in a manger in Bethlehem. That's what Christmas is about.
when the angels say glory to God in the highest, I think they mean it. Do we? Do we? We lose sight of him, even at this time of year, don't we? So many times we can get caught up in so many things. The trappings of the season that have nothing to do with him. Now, if we can help make them and understand how they tie to him, that's great. But you know what I have to be careful of? I have to be careful of the Christmas season, not making it about my loved ones, my family, my friends, my co-workers, my church. I need to make it about him. Simeon, the shepherds, they got to see a little bit of the glory that's his alone. Turn to 1 Timothy 3.16 and we'll close. Read with me verse 16. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. What child is this who laid the rest? Away in the manger? No crib for a bed? God came for you, for you, and for me. Don't you think it would have been so much easier if there had been worldwide trumpets sounding and he comes down in a glorious spaceship, lands and says, people of earth, I've come to tell you. No. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in what? Fashion as a man. The child in Bethlehem. King of kings, Lord of lords, the most high God of heaven and earth. That's what we need to emphasize at Christmas. To ourselves, to our loved ones, to our friends, 
can we share that joy? You know why it's joy to me? Because no matter what I deal with or have to face, that's the one who keeps me. And if you're saved, that's the one who keeps you. Amen? Good night and God bless.